0: Welcome back to the Roll Blob podcast presented by the Broken Anchor with Andy and Cap. You know me, I'm Cap. You know him, he's Andy. Andy, it's shootout week. What else more needs to be said?
1: There's really nothing else cuz you know this is the week. The like the moment we've been waiting for ever since last December. Like yep. we wait for this moment every single year. This is what we live and breathe outside of March Madness. This is it.
0: Well, I guess more will be said because you can probably look at at, at the podcast. There's like an hour left. Uh, (laughs) So we're full of shit. But this is the game, Andy. This is the event for the city. Uh, The biggest game in the city all year. It shuts it down. Uh, Aside from from March Madness, Andy, this is the game for me on the calendar. I mean, anyone that wants to diminish how significant the shootout is is full of shit. It means a ton to both fan bases. This is the game. Bragging rights all year. This is the one, Andy. This is why it's talked about 365 days a year. This is why it's the nastiest rivalry in all of college basketball. And this is why it's the game that shuts down the whole city.
1: Now, there's no other rivalry that goes 365 days a year. It is nonstop. Whether they're talking, we're talking about you know the fact that they haven't done shit since the 60s, the fact that we don't have a football team, <laughs> it, but they don't have a salad bowl of victory. I love it, it is, man. Like, it is nonstop. We're at each other's throats in July.
0: Do you twirl or cut your three-ways like – it's, it's all gold, man. Like you said, it, it's, it's nonstop. I mean, you grew up with it. Everyone you know, it's like, you know, where'd you go to high school? Are you a Cincinnati or Xavier fan? I mean, it's like, it's a part of your DNA. Splits up households. And I love it, Andy. I, I love it. I love the bullshit. Like, I'm here for, I hate UC fans, but I love how much I hate them. I, I, love McC- I love the McCronin shit. I love Bob Huggins not shaking Pete Gillen's hand. It's just all gold, man. And so what we had to do, Andy there has there's always a tweet something that's said before the shootout that just pops off and this year the tweet came from Marcus Walters dropped heat
1: and guess who got him (laughs)
0: ladies and gentlemen
1: ladies ladies and gentlemen we fucking got him the man who got the scoop who got the drama who brought that drama into reality the guy that makes uc fans turn on mick cronin officially marcus fucking walters
0: mfw is in the building we got the guy the talk of the town the tweet of the shootout marcus walters is here we're going to talk to him break it down uh crazy story this guy he's fucking awesome you'll love it Uh, we had to do it for shootout week andy i say we waste no more time let's get to the steak and potatoes let's kick it off andy let's go time I listen to Andy Max say seventy one sixty nine. I think nice in my head so maybe for the next podcast if we can just throw a nice in there after he says 69 I'd really appreciate that.
1: Yeah we'll get that recorded I'll get that for you. Yeah talk to the producers
0: see if we make that happen. Um, run it by Joe first Andy it's, it's shootout week man Like, let's fucking go um, a couple things around college basketball Marquette was in an absolute thriller tonight with Wisconsin getting a marquee win for the Big East. Huge win that tipping. in uh, Carton went to the line Tied it up, had a chance to win it. He misses. They get the tip in to win the game and to beat Andy. Just an absolute wonderful fan base of Wisconsin. Um, you hate to see them lose off a bullshit, uh, you know, block call down the stretch of a game, but it, it just sucks. You hate to see that.
1: Karma just happens to be a fucking bitch. Um, I feel <laughs> like I like you know, dated her. She's just a fucking bitch.
0: You know, Edmund <laughs> Summer was watching that game like son of a fucking bitch.
1: Also, oh, now you call
0: it. Right now, you call that fucking bullshit. I hated that call. I can't lie to you. I hated that fucking call. And it just sucks because both players, like, fell over. Like, what can you fucking do? I'm not even talking about the Ed Sumner play. I'm talking about the, the play tonight.
1: Uh, I was going to say, what sucks most with the Ed Sumner play is the fact that he fucking made the shot. Yeah, that was that was
0: fucking stupid. We're going to leave that game alone. We don't – Andy, just like – there's two games we never talk about. Andy, that's one of them, so we're going to leave that alone. Um, and then also, Seton Hall is getting absolutely worked. It's almost 11 o'clock. Saturday night getting absolutely worked by – not worked, they're down 15. Um, So, we'll see on Seton Hall. This is kind of what we expected, at least what I expected without Miles Powell. I mean, they're not bad at all. I mean, they took Louisville to the brink at Louisville. Uh, They're not terrible.
1: Seton Hall is not a bad team. Like I kind of had them thought of as the third or fourth team in the Big East that may have been a little overrating them, may have been a little too high expectations with a lot of Mm -hmm. question marks. But, I mean, there's still plenty of time to figure it out. Now –
0: Who freaks out over one game against a ranked opponent? At Creighton, right. I was playing at Creighton. By the way, do you know? Is it? I mean, I what no the idea. fuck? The all these East random moment? ass games. Yeah, I guess all these biggies fucking random. Now,
1: games. Um, what what's unfortunate is the fact that Seton Hall—they probably will figure it out, but they're going to figure it out against all of us. So right, we'll see. I, I don't think they're, they're that good, everybody. but
0: they're also not bad. I think they're right there in the middle of the pack, five, six, seven range. And then also Virginia got pushed to the absolute brink again, Andy. My goodness, Virginia got some stuff to figure out, man. But it's just uh, been what do you fun. expect
1: it, with a team that slows down every every possession and they don't allow more points to be scored? Can I just it's say, be close.
0: Like, yeah. I just love to see like Wisconsin lose because I just cannot fucking stand anything about them. They're the fucking worst. They're boring. They're shitty. They draw they their whole fucking foundation is built off charges. Like and that brand of basketball just does not deserve like anything. Like they deserve to lose for just being boring as shit. It's just, not just fun just watching they spend them play.
1: Their entire time flopping.
0: We love basketball, Andy. It's an art form, and they shit on that art form by being Wisconsin. They're the worst.
1: Uh, you used to see it all the time, like in high school games in states where there's no shot clock. They play that exact brand of basketball. They just Four slow everything bullshit. down and just fucking waste time and hope they like. There was a there was a uh, there was a high school gr- girls high school game, and believe me, I'm not shocked by the scoreline. All but the way it was played. The final score is 13 to six. No comment. And and that's that's exactly what I think about when I see Wisconsin play. (laughs) They're the worst. They just fucking suck. How is
0: Brad Davison still eligible to play college basketball?
1: Uh, Brad Davison's eligible. Ben Stanley's not. Tell me why that's fair.
0: (laughs) And Andy, he's a senior. He could come back again next year. Could you imagine? So... Could you fucking imagine if Brad Davidson was playing college basketball in 2022?
1: He's like 28.
0: <laughs> he's been ever fucking ever. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna take the Drew Nightel Award. That's gonna be the Brad Davidson Award. It's insane how fucking long he's been there. But gonna... enough. We've talked enough about goddamn Wisconsin. It's shootout week, Andy. Let's get to the shootout. God. What what are, what are you thinking right now? Like, where's where's Andy's brain regarding the shootout right now?
1: I just can't wait till we fucking kick their ass.
0: I, I hope that's the case man i, hope, I, I, hope that's I the mean i'm case. not
1: here to guarantee a win because i never guarantee a shootout win it's the most emotional game mm. of the year we everybody gives their best like it's, it's everybody's best game now for us it's our it's our sixth game for uc it's their second game major advantage x sure i don't know why they fucking chose to only play UC. Lipscomb before us like,
0: they just make fucking decisions that just don't make any goddamn sense. I mean, they put it on display with their shitty-ass offers. It's like, let's just put on display the fact that we suck at, at, at bartering with these. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing?
1: I love offer number five.
0: Offer number five was good.
1: Offer number five is you know, let's play on an NFL Sunday at three o'clock yeah. in the middle of a Bengals game when no one can fucking watch us get our, get our asses kicked. Shout out, I think that thank was Classy God. Xavier who posted that. Thank God
0: we took that offer and didn't take offer six, which let's play on ESPN Plus. <laughs> uh, that shit would have fucking sucked. So thank God we took offer five. Yeah,
1: offer seven was Facebook Live.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've said this. I think I said this to Rick. Like, I would have just loved for Xavier just to keep leading them on. Be like, ah, oh, we're close. You know, let's just let's see what we got. And just see how many <laughs> offers they could have gotten out of them. <laughs> the fucking the John Brand video is like 15 minutes long. Like They didn't take oh. offer number 27, so we had to go with a crazy offer. Offer 20, 28.
1: Offer number 28 is we're going to play seven years of the Centos Center <laughs> and then two games in 2049. Right. Uh, one's at Centos and one's at Fifth Third we alternate conferences. So we
0: come to the big East <laughs> and you guys come to the American like, bro, it just would have been fucking insane. Um, but, but good times and the shootouts, always good times, Andy. It's just great stuff from, and Twitter has been hilarious from the Marcus Walters tweet, which absolutely went apeshit, which has made my funny, my favorite thing. That's like the shootout week. never disappoints. And, um, I, I can't lie to you this week or this week. I've definitely felt the void of Mick Cronin because he's just an absolute gold mine. It, <laughs> It would. Have, I can't even imagine. We'll, we'll have to spend a whole podcast just talking about what could have been if Mick had been the head coach at UC during the pandemic. Because, one, we the game doesn't that. get played. Two, if it was getting played, could you imagine the excuses this week that would have been coming out of Mick Cronin?
1: We've only had one game so far. <laughs> um, <laughs> like when I, is,
0: We're not going to have our fans. Like, just it just would have been
1: – This would more have weeks ranked number one in Ken Palm Luck than we have. And he just
0: spirals out of control, like, with this game. And I just could have seen just – you know, he didn't have fifth, third to lean on this year. Like, I just could have imagined just the excuse moat he was he would have been building around himself right now. Like, oh, my goodness, it would have been absolute gold. Um, so, it just – it shames me. That, you know, some alternate universe gets to experience that, and we don't. Um, <laughs> I, I envy them a lot. Uh, but it's, it's just great, man. And, um, unfortunately, we have two head coaches right now that are, like, much less entertaining because, like, Mac, dude, like, you saw that video today where he's like, the story of the game is we got our asses kicked on the glass like say what you will about mac man but like he's entertaining as fuck he always brings the fire he's got great personality and i I love coach Steele. and as long as he wins ball games like i could give a fuck about your personality um but at at the same time they added a lot of juice i mean mac and cronin were about as good of a xavier uc coach matchup as there's ever been in the shootout
1: we got trolls and and just excuses it was From. perfect.
0: I mean, Mac was unapologetic and it was awesome. Like the six foot four guy versus like the five foot six guy, like, and Mac would just like own it. And Cronin was just like the classic excuse maker. Like they were great against each other. And it was awesome. Like Mac was the Mac was the perfect guy to counter Cronin, like the confident, like cocky kind of guy to counter like the insecure, like excuse making <laughs> little man shit. syndrome. Yeah. Like they were great for each other. And uh, I'm sure that Steel and, um, I mean, Mac wasn't the guy he was his first few years in Xavier at all. His his personality came like crazy. His ego, you know, obviously got a lot bigger. So I'm sure we'll see Steele and, and Brandon get a lot more loud. And they'll, they'll, you guys are going to get bigger as they win more games and all that kind of shit. And they're there longer in that position. And people blow smoke up their butts. You know how it is with people in power. They get cocky and weird. Um, <laughs> look at Kanye West. Uh, but <laughs> people just get weird with power it's like that quote man you've gone mad with power it's like yeah have you tried going mad without power (laughs) no one listens to you (laughs) from the simpsons movie but anyway back on the back on the rails here it's just it's always fun marcus walters went crazy you have Zay, you have uc fans in marcus walters fucking replies talking shit about mick cronin it's awesome dude you have this skyline account uh tagging the wrong john (laughs) Brandon, tagging fake john Brandon with three n's (laughs) it's a great day
1: for cap industries
0: every year dude yeah that was a big day for the brand i mean i did not think xavier MVB was going to become a, a capex burner i didn't think i'd see that day i mean i knew i was taking the world by storm with my burner accounts and cap industries and thank you andy for your work behind the scenes as well with cap industries uh, i knew we were taking over the world like prestige worldwide but i didn't think we were going to get the official xavier we got
1: the official xavier men's basketball <laughs> on our side along with the joke
0: in the fold. Um, but enough enough bullshit um at least for this 2nd I'm sure we'll be back on bullshit in like five minutes. Well, let's actually talk about the game, Andy. Um I, I I can't lie to you. I mean, obviously we're both biased, but it's hard not to like Xavier's chances. Um I think that UC gets a bit of a bump for being at home, but how much do you think um that home court advantage, and I put that in quotes, uh is gonna have an impact in this game?
1: Um so the home field the home court advantage is gonna be one thing and one thing only. The ceiling. Which is also the roof and the rims. i heard
2: that. Like, there's
1: really.
0: I, I think there's a little more else. to it, but but like, I think enough what, of it. What else I, though? Like the it might outs? be just pride, man. Like, there's a pride factor of defending your home court. Like, I've heard it said multiple times. Like, you know, when we come home in, in the shootout, like that's our spot, dude. Like, you do not lose at home in the shootout. Like, that's a that is embarrassing. Losing at home in the shootout, fucking embarrassing. I think there it but will so be you a see, pride lose factor. At home to Colgate. And I think you do – well, I mean, it's not the shootout, though. It's not your city in your own home – in your own arena. I do think that players do take pride in defending their home, uh, especially in the shootout, Andy. Um, and I think also, too, I think you see a bump just off the team that lost last year. Like, no one wants to lose that game two fucking years in a row. Like, I would argue, you know, just, you know, as – you know, I almost said as a competitor. But, you know, when I, when I played sports, I think that losing sucks more than winning feels good. Losing Sucks.
1: Everything well, does suck.
0: Especially um, in that kind of a game. Like, if you lost last year, you want to do anything you can to not feel that way again. So, I do think there is some juice to defending your home court one and then also trying not to lose two in a row.
1: There, there probably is, but that doesn't outweigh talent.
0: No, not even a little bit. I, I will give, like, UC, like, a. Uh, if, if, like, I will, I I'll say, like, for me, like, the Jason odds, like, the Vegas odds, I would give UC, like, a point and a half for being at home advantage. Um, it, so advantage you see a point and a half for being at home. That's all I'll give them. Normally I think you'd get like a two and a half, three. I would say I got a point and a half as opposed to like a two and a half, three points at home. That's, that's me. Um, Just defending your home court, putting pride in, in it, a little bit of the energy there in the building. Um, I'm sure every, every single ticket is going to be a UC fan. And then, you know, just it being your court and familiarity.
1: Right. For sure. Um, And as far as like the players go, I mean, we own most of the matchups, but they do have Keith Williams, who's a damn good player. Um, he's an athletic freak who can score all over the court,
0: and he played um, really well last year. So I th- I'm sure he probably feels confident he coming in. And did. and two, we don't have Najee Marshall to defend him either.
1: Right? I mean, we have. I mean, Nate Johnson will be a good defender, but he's not Najee Marshall. And
0: that's Najee the Marshall's big question to me: is is who guards, who guards him? You know, because I I watched him the other night. <laughs> not to brag, I have an ESPN Plus membership. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> whoa. So I did. I got it to binge the Thirty for Thirties because they're so good. I mean, I will like. Take ESPN for what it is. There's things about them all trash. They just dropped the Levitard show. Um, because they are just fucking awesome. The 30 for 30s are fucking awesome, dude. So I got it to binge 30 for 30s, and I was going to cancel it, but it's good for the, to the end of the month. And I was like, shit, UC's playing Lipscomb. Like, like, I don't know how many UC games you watch a year. And I think it's funny when UC fans are like, oh, you watched us play. It's like – we play you in, like, four days, like,
1: well. and there's we nothing gotta else on. What we got to watch. Like at 5 o'clock on a Wednesday? Right. Like, what like, am I going to
0: watch? Right. Like, and you guys play in our city. Like, I'm interested to see how you guys look for the first game of the season. Like, fuck off. Yeah, and we'll I was watching watch two watch other games it. at the exact same time.
1: Okay. And here's <laughs> like, the thing. When I, I – when I tr- I'm a troll. I, I make jokes. Yeah. I have to know what the fuck I'm talking about when I make the jokes. Yeah.
0: And I was interested. You know, we wanted to talk about the game. You want to see a little bit of both sides. But I and, – and Lipscomb <laughs> – Andy, not very impressive. They lost to Tulsane, and they beat, like, Lamar by two. And they were one-and-one one coming into that game at fifth-third. So and were winning by –
1: Not good at sports?
0: Not good at sports. And they ran some decent stuff. And you got to take into account that it was UC's first game but it's Lipscomb at home you know and that was kind of my thing with like some of the games that Xavier had been in it's like yeah but it's EKU at fucking home I think Lipscomb was somewhere in the 100s and Ken Palm I, don't quote me on that um but it didn't look good and there was no one for you know, Keith Williams was in foul trouble but Lipscomb led the majority of the game Andy they were up nine with like fuck six seven eight minutes left I mean it was a rough look you see went on a huge run to win it, but. Fuck, if, they, if I was watching the game, I'd be like, oh, fucking A. We got Xavier next after this shit. Woof. Yeah,
1: I, watching that first half, I mean, one, they are not good at threes. They oh, my
0: God. Shoot. Zone the fuck out of them. Yeah. Let's make them zone. shoot. Zone the shit out of that team until they prove they can make a shot. Like, because uh, they, they clang. Zone, no, but, but do whatever works, bro. Right. Win the I damn game.
1: Want, I am – like I personally hate playing zone. I don't I don't run it at all when I coach. Um and I don't mind team, it as
0: a change up once in a while. Like Mac used to run that one through one. Him, but yeah.
1: like, if you play mainly zone, then I think you're weak. Yeah, that's weak but shit,
0: yeah.
1: In that game, zone, zone, zone. They cannot shoot. They don't even look good.
0: People call uh, you soft, who gives a shit? Like they can't fucking shoot. Use it use ran it to zone their against disadvantage. Us last year. Right. Yeah, people did it against us last year, and I can't I can't blame a coach for Exploiting our weaknesses, you know what I mean. When if people they ran against, him, like,
1: weakness, throw it at them,
0: make, yeah, him, make, him play. The make play them, him. play, zone the shit out of them. Yeah, especially if Keith Williams isn't scoring, I don't know where the scoring comes from.
1: No, because I mean, oh, they have that that Czech Republican, Polish, or whatever the fuck his name is, Ross or whatever.
0: It, but, um, the uh, only other Roski. player that that I could see them running through is Chris Vote, and and that's because you know he's got a little bit of size on Fremantle. Fremantle wins the athleticism and the toughness there, but Fremantle's not Tyreek Jones. I, I do not. think if there's any weaknesses in Fremantle's game, it's on the defensive end, and it's rebounding. Uh, and I think that's – and I think votes. I mean, he's not good, but he's decently skilled inside. He's got size. He can yeah. score a little bit. He's nothing scary. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if you get a little bit of extra BG, a little extra BG time on him.
1: Well, see, what – the way you stop Chris vote is to get him away from the block. If yeah. You talk, if you – if You, you can't, you can't let him catch you. Yeah. And Keep him away from that block. Then he's he's useless. He's
0: useless. Yeah, I Absolutely just do not useless. think he's good. It, honestly, well,
1: I me. He was, me bad when he was at NKU. He's not good. He was terrible.
0: He's not good. Like, me. If I'm Travis Steele, and I'm telling Fremantle, if Chris Vote scores more than eight points in this game, you fucked up. He's he should,
1: slow. He has bad mechanics. Fucking not, foul the dude.
0: He's he's not good. He's not even that strong. Fremantle should body him. And here's the, here's the big reason. And I heard this being discussed on, on uh, the Skinny podcast with Richard Skinner and Rick Browning, which is an awesome podcast, by the way. Um, they were talking about who the best players are in this game. And the first two off the board was Avery players. And I think it's correct. It Chris, uh, I think it's Paul Scruggs. I think it's Zach Fremantle. And then it's probably Keith Williams. But if you're a UC fan, like, I just don't know how you think you win this matchup. I mean, I don't think your team's as skilled. You've played four less games. I mean, I just don't see where the advantage comes from, and then all of Xavier's best players are nightmare, are nightmare, are nightmare matchups, you know, for this UC team. Who the fuck guards Fremantle on Cincinnati? No,
1: I I, I, see, I see zero, I see zero matchups where, uh, I maybe uh that, what is that number thirteen dude. He's a long, I, he's athletic, athletic as fuck. Um, but he, I just he's a good player.
0: But Fremantle does so much to get away from the basket, and I just don't think any. I mean, Fremantle's shooting from three like it's yeah. he's shooting the cover off the ball.
1: Another big matchup, I think, that um, Xavier's really going to need to um, step up on is the four spot. Obviously, if we had Ben Stanley, which if they could just vote on that, making all waivers, (laughs) um, clearing all waivers, that'd be fucking awesome. (laughs) Uh, But I highly doubt it's going to happen, which means Jason Carter's role is going to be vital. Because let me tell you, Ivushivashish, whatever the fuck his name is.
0: I think it's Ravanoskis.
1: Ravanoskis. All right. John Rostein. Um, Ron Jostin. That's. So we know who, who we're talking about. He's good. He's a good player. He can really finish on the inside. Um, he's really creative and crafty with the basketball, too.
0: Didn't look good against But he might be good. Well, he didn't I, look I good think against him. Good. Good.
1: He looked pretty he, good to me. Did he? Yeah, he did. Um, he used, used his body really well. He um, finished through contact. I, I think he might be a problem. Um, Gary Clark? Not Gary Clark. <laughs> no, definitely not Gary Clark. Um,
0: I, I just think that I think Carter handles him, man. Like everything that does, maybe on Carter the does, end,
1: but, um,
0: Carter but Carter's but suited to handle that. The the matchup that UC has to win, in my opinion, they lose this game. Is Keith Williams? If Keith Williams doesn't get the better of Xavier, I don't see any way UC wins this game. But that is a tough matchup for Xavier, though. Who the hell guards Keith Williams? Do you put Paul Scruggs on him? I think Paul Scruggs can guard him. But I don't think Paul Scruggs plays more than 25 minutes without fouling out if he's guarding.
1: That's, that's the thing. Like, I think Scruggs can guard him with his length, but he has to use his length and use his feet rather right. than using his hip.
0: So um, do you put like, a lesser defender on him? Do you put Nate Johnson on him? And I put run Nate the Johnson chance? on him a guy's never played in the shootout. I mean, it's a strategy.
1: I put Nate Johnson on him. Now there's like, also now, the curveball
0: will be, of will Xavier players be eligible with the new If Colby new is guidance.
1: eligible, we Colby's see. on him for 35 minutes.
0: Yeah, it, exactly. If Colby plays, that's his sole job. You guard Keith Williams. I don't care if you score a point, but if you, if you shut Keith Williams out or hold him to less than 12, you win. That, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, who the hell else kills you on that team? It's no one.
1: Now, I will say Micah Adams woods is a bucket getter. He was the one, uh, um like he can yeah, he's hit he's breeze. decent he he hit that sh- he hit the shot right before the half like, yeah he's and he, good he, went coast- he is good he is a guy he's i think he's their go-to guy if they need a bucket like right here right now like to stop a run sure um because everybody's gonna be keen on keith i think mike adams woods is their guy to really go and get a bucket when they need it uh um
0: I just don't. I I just think if if you shut down I Keith th- Williams, I just can't see how U C wins this game.
1: I think Dwan might own that. Uh, might win that defensive battle. Uh, They're gonna
0: have to bring their lunch pail. I think that's one way they can exploit Xavier, is the point guard spot because that is definitely a weakness from for Xavier for sure. They talk about this on. Rick was talking about this today. If you can make Dwan look like a freshman, we don't really have a backup point guard. We don't. Know?
1: And there's a reason. There's a reason he's the starter. One, I think he's ready. And two, we don't have anybody else. Now. Yep. um, if we did have anybody else, have someone else, I still think Dwan starts. That's that's because I think Dwan is ready. He can fulfill, fulfill this role. But if we, if he, because he's gonna have some freshman games. If this happens to be a freshman game, we don't have anybody else to relieve him. Mm-hmm. Where in the Kiki's, past we've
0: Kiki's had, your next option, and Kiki, I yeah. uh, just hasn't proven to be a, a reliable point guard.
1: He's, he's just not a point guard right now. Like, so
0: it's gonna be interesting to see what see what happens, man. Like. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, so I think it's I think it comes down to Keith Williams for UC, and I think if you're Xavier, you just need you need your guys that are mismatch problems have mismatch problems, um, and I think that's what it comes down to. I think if uh, I think if you're Xavier, you feel good, but I've watched every Xavier game. Uh, I don't think you can feel great at all.
1: I mean, there has there been a Xavier game we felt confident about, like the first three two minutes of them. At Bradley,
0: two of them, but not against a good team. No.
1: Well, I have, I have. Did we? We didn't. Feel, I didn't feel like super comfortable going into Oakland, like because it's our first game of the year. Then all oh, of going we, into it? Yeah.
0: I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna fuck Oakland up.
1: I, I didn't um, think we'd fuck them up that bad, and I didn't think. No, we'd, not uh, that bad. Of course no. not.
0: Um, and I, I, I thought we, I felt good going into our last game just because they were so bad, sub three hundred Ken Palm team, right? Um, and I, I felt good going into the Bradley game because I didn't know that we were gonna just completely lay an egg. Right, um, but, uh, but other than that, no. Um. So I, I guess you're right in that regard, but there's just no way if you're a Xavier a Xavier fan or whatever like perspective you come from, even a coach or anything, you can't feel great. This Xavier team has not lit the world on fire. I mean, I, I would pick us over UC right now. Um, we've played more games. I think our team's genuinely better, and we're more together, and we have more weapons. But uh, you can't be like, oh yeah, Xavier by 15, easy, take it to the bank. I, there's just uh, no way you can say that.
1: I have us by seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair and enough.
1: And I think that that may come down a free to free throws at the end.
0: I am I'm going 69, 64, Muskies. Um have gotta to, do it. Have gotta to, do it
1: for the brand. For,
0: for the, the brand, of course. I do think Xavier wins. I, I just think there's more more routes to victory. But it wouldn't shock me at all if UC takes this thing. Not even a little bit. Would that not me. shock me at all. I mean, Xavier's got one guy that's that knows this sh- that knows this <sighs> game. Uh you know, Fremantle and Kiki played in it last year. Uh, Dwan uh they, Odom they're, attended they're aware it aware of it. Duan Odom attended it in person, but you have no one that's been. You have no one else that's been a factor in a shootout other than Paul Scruggs, and kind of the same thing on UC side. I mean, you know, Adams Woods played a decent role in it last year, um, but Keith Williams is the only guy over there too, pretty much. I mean, vote played a role too, I guess, but um, it's essentially you know you got Scruggs for Xavier, you got Williams for UC that know the the multi, you know the magnitude of this game. Um, but I think Xavier has more weapons. I mean, uh, Fremantle's on another planet as far as who who he is as a player. And you have Kiki Tandy, but it would not shock me at all if Kiki is a is a no show at all. Would not surprise me at all if, if Kiki can't play in this game because he doesn't want to defend and and Steele can't keep him on the floor.
1: And that, that that's would what's really true. hurt. That's David. what's going to keep Kiki on the floor is at least being an effective defender because we he's there for his offense. Obviously. Or just not a
0: cardboard cutout. Yeah. I mean he can't be a space cadet I mean he just takes plays off and there's just no excuse for that and in the shootout that you'll get killed you don't, you have to be mentally engaged I don't care who you're, I don't care who you're playing if you're letting them just drive inside and, and that's exactly what UC wants to do um, So yeah I could see a game where Kiki doesn't play but I think if Kiki plays and he's engaged he's gonna hit shots he's just too good of a shooter not to If Kiki could have a terrible day and he takes 10 10 even halfway decent looks he's gonna make at least three or four.
1: Right, so and you, I think he'll and get at least a, eight to ten points.
0: And that's a difference maker. You know what I mean? Like, if Kiki shoots, that's a huge difference maker because UC just doesn't have those guys unless someone shoots out of their mind, which I just don't see happening. But um, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a fun one. I, I I don't think either side can feel great, which makes it fun. Um, there's no huge favorite, I don't feel like, either way. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a blast. And,
1: and, it's, and it's always a fun way game. Way more fun if our muskies roll. <laughs> and, well, it is going to be a lot more fun um, during and after the game if – and really, for the next fucking year,
0: Monday if, would suck if we lose. <laughs> dude, Work next week would suck.
1: Honestly, like my life for the next year would suck if we lose. It's just such I a big opportunity. I do not handle shootout losses very well.
0: No, it's just such a big opportunity too. Like it would just be, it would be shitty for all this funny bullshit to have happened just to squander it and lose. Like, right, like it would we, just feel like such a huge wasted opportunity.
1: We've owned Twitter for the honestly, for the big part of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've owned Twitter pre-shootout. We have to win the shootout
0: or yeah. else. I can't lie to you. I don't feel great about it. Like, I I think we're going to win, but how can you feel great about this? Shootout? I
1: never feel great about a shootout.
0: Never. Yeah. This one's different though. Like, I feel like if if this was a Trey team, like I'd be like, okay, we're gonna run this dude. Like, there's no, they have no fans. Like, if this was like Trayvon's junior year where he went off, like we would have won that game. If this was this, if this was the year, pretty right. handily, probably. Um, the energy was just insane. I, that can just put you on another planet. Like that kind of energy It's just wild, and especially for a team like you see that thrives off of that bully ball, getting rebounds and, and defending and just bullying people, like that energy has even a, a greater impact, I feel like. Um, but I don't know. It, it's going to be fun. It, it just feels like a huge opportunity for Xavier here, um, especially when you're going back to CentOS next year, like for probably, I, I mean, a decently normal fan base, you would think. Right. Big opportunity. But, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. It always is. And I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm hype. I can't wait.
1: Hey, it's, it's, it honestly snuck up on me, the fact that we're already here at shootout time. Because like, well, yeah, usually I, I, it's like our 10th or 12th game.
0: Right. And it being the sixth game of the year is weird. I can't imagine being your second game.
1: Man, that would suck. Imagine that being us. Nope, could, couldn't be us. We're not could fucking not, stupid.
0: Could not, it just does not seem like a smart move. I don't understand why you do that. I just don't. And if they win the game, you can't argue about that. But I just, to me, it makes no logical sense. They looked really flat against Lipscomb. Like, yeah, that I mean, is they, not they a game. They
1: took over Lipscomb at the end, which, I mean, you should. So, you they won ugly the like, like, you, like you would want to, but they didn't defend the three well, and they didn't make the three.
0: They can't give up that kind of a lead to Xavier. No. They'll be in massive tra- – you can't just run train like that for the last seven minutes on next team. that. Is is defensively capable as Xavier is? There's just no way. With with the with the scores, sometimes when UC goes down like ten, I feel like they're down like twenty.
1: With the way they, they can't just
0: they just don't have offense. Uh, but we'll see. But uh, with I a mean, big team,
1: absolutely. With a Brandon team, they like Brandon does. There's run a more, offense. but
0: they, this team. But and I'm not even talking about the coaching. I'm just talking about the guys.
1: Yeah, like they 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 don't have the type of offensive skills that you need to. Come and back. it's still
0: super early in the season, so I don't even know if we know who anybody really is yet at this point in the season. Um, but I just don't look at that roster. I'm not, like, scared of any of those scorers. I don't know who scores if it's not Keith Williams. Votes going to get a couple bullshit buckets. That Ivanaskis dude might get a few. The Julius might hit a three. Adams Woods might hit a few shots. But no one is like, oh, shit. Like They don't have a Kiki Tandy. Like, no. if I'm them and I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, we got to guard that fucking guy. If I'm them, I'm looking at Fremantle, and I'm like, fuck. who the If Kiki
1: goes off – then man, we are in for a fun one.
0: Oh, if Kiki goes off and we have our eyes open on defense, I don't see how we lose. Because it's- Fremantle's gonna get his buckets, Scruggs is gonna show up as long as he doesn't foul out. There's just and that's the thing. That's the reason I would take Xavier. There's just way more many, way more path to victory for Xavier than for UC. Um, but yeah, man, we're gonna keep talking in circles, but I just can't fucking wait. <laughs> the energy hit me today like a freight train. I'm just ready to fucking – I'm ready for it to be Sunday. I'm pissed that it's Sunday, by the way. That fucking sucks. During
1: an NFL game. There's going to be
0: way too much going on. Red zone on one channel and the shootout on the other channel. Oh, it.
1: there's wow. no football in my house the entire time.
0: No. Yeah. No, not I mean, I'm not going to look at the other on. TV. It, it, I'm going to be completely zoned in. It just sucks because, like, football Sunday. So every football Sunday is a holiday for me, you know? Like, every football Sunday you get – And then <laughs> – Stupid like fantasy like this is like the weekend at least for me a lot of my fantasy playoffs are being decided i'm like one game out from making the playoffs like i got to win this week dude
1: me and you are battling for the one seed in our league
0: i know bro yeah dude Against all teams head are loaded head for real t-
1: yeah head to head we are tied at 9 and 3 for the one seed this week
0: it's gonna be lit, bro. Like I, I can't wait. But it just sucks. Like, dude, playing on a goddamn Saturday. But I guess if you lose on a Saturday, it ruins the whole weekend. But um but if you win it, you know, your whole weekend's lit. I just love football Sundays. I love being able just to compartmentalize things. But um so it goes, but we're gonna get the shootout. It's not on ESPN+. plus. That's a win. Um getting it at all is a win, and I'm just glad it's able to be played. But let's go, baby. Roll blob. Hey,
1: Bob, baby. Like we, we are we're ready. Xavier fans, we're in for a fun one. I can feel it, and believe me, keep an eye out One like after after we win this game. Keep an eye out. It's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Back pocket, baby. Up on, one's up the sleeve. Speaking of up the sleeve, Andy, we got the guy in the building. MFW.
1: Marcus fucking Walters. I mean, <laughs> you know the name. You know the legend. You are yeah.
0: – he doesn't need an
1: introduction. If you know exactly what we're talking about. The man that needs no introduction, might as well get to Marcus fucking Walters. I'm not Puff the Magic Dragon.
0: I didn't throw any magic dust. Roblob listeners, it's shootout week. We got you a treat. The man with the tweet of shootout week, Marcus freaking Walters. Marcus, how we doing?
3: Hey, uh, Jason. Hey, Andy. It's uh, great to be on the podcast.
0: Marcus, it's a pleasure to have you. I think I speak for me and Andy there. Marcus, you have the tweet of the shootout, easily the one that blew up the most, the retweet from Xavier Basketball, multiple verifieds. Is this a, a big stepping point in your career?
3: Uh, you know, it, it really is. It's, uh, it's been a tough uh, last uh, few months uh, for me just uh, as an independent uh, journalist and reporter. So, uh, you know, to get the feedback from a bunch of uh, UC fans and Xavier fans has just been uh, really big for me. Uh, like t-
1: tell me how like you, know, you said it's been a couple a rough couple of months like why why is that?
3: Well, uh, you know it's uh, it's tough as a convicted felon. So uh, finding work has been tough uh, with the pandemic. It's made it uh, twice as tough. Um, so it's uh, it's nice to finally have a, a place to be able to uh, report and uh, you know just for people to finally appreciate it.
0: Marcus, I love your story. This is the land of second chances. Uh, if you don't mind give, maybe just giving us a little bit on your background, um, You know where you went to school, um, what you did uh, to get convicted there. Marcus, I don't need to laugh about that because crime is not funny.
3: Um, yeah, sometimes kind of Give us a little is. bit on your
0: background if you don't mind.
3: Yeah, sure. So uh, I studied uh, telecommunications at uh, UMass. Uh, so I'm a minute man uh, in more ways than one. So uh, – <laughs> After graduating UMass, uh, I kind of bounced around some local uh, newspapers and news stations covering sports and sports-related things, and uh, then, uh, you know, some things went wrong, and next thing you know, you find yourself uh, in prison for conspiracy, so, uh, and attempted murder, which uh, is a lot different than murder. Attempted murder, uh, I mean, I failed at it, so I didn't do it, so. I pled guilty, uh, not guilty, rather, and uh, yeah, but I ended up in jail. But uh, you know, I'm out now.
0: How long were you in the clink, if you not mind me asking, Marcus?
3: Uh, I lost track of time, but uh, I around four years.
0: <laughs> well, you, you did hard time. You, you you paid your debt to society, and and now it's good to have you back, Marcus. I think I speak for all of us. Marcus, how'd you get that scoop and how'd you get in there with Mick Cronin? I mean, tons of verified. It's, it's obviously a tough, saturated space, the media market. How does Marcus Walters get through and get the scoop of the shootout?
3: Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, I'm really fortunate, uh, to be covering UCLA athletics. I also cover, uh, some Dayton area athletics as well, but, uh, UCLA I've been with, uh, on and off since 2017. Um, sure. but, uh, yeah, uh, it was a Zoom call, uh, just like we're doing now with uh, Mick Cronin. And uh, it was a preview of uh, the previous game against uh, Seattle. And I just – I knew the shootout was coming. I knew we had strong feelings at one point about uh, both schools and just simply asked him who he'd be rooting for. And, uh, you know, he said Xavier, so I tweeted it. I did my job.
1: Very he well. You did a beautiful job at it. Like um, It really got – it really came at a very timely. So you as a journalist yourself, uh, you just knew when to ask the right questions and that really got the emotions rising for this intense rivalry. And I really believe I've never seen UC fans this pissed at a former coach.
3: You know, they definitely have every right to be upset, but uh, a lot of the uh, anger and frustration seem to be taken out uh, upon me and on uh, Xavier fans and, you know, I, I don't think that's right, but so you, be you it. you got
1: to point your fingers in the right direction. I, but I honestly believe that some of those fans over there, they don't really know how to use their brain, so they like to shoot the messenger because they're not exactly the brightest. Not all of I, them, but a
0: lot of them. Not
3: everyone has a UMass education. That's true, and thank God.
0: <laughs> thank, thank God for the minute men. Marcus, it's, it's one hell of a story uh, for you. And, and I just have a question. I hope this isn't too personal here. I'm looking at your profile picture here, Marcus. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about your ethnic background, if you could? The people are asking.
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm, from, uh, I'm from Massachusetts. So that's a
1: Massachusetts accent?
3: Yep. Thank you, Marcus. I, I
0: appreciate that a lot. Um, Marcus, your thoughts? Um, do you have a, a fandom per se on either side here in the shootout, or, or are you just a neutral bystander?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty neutral. You know, I just root uh, for good journalism.
0: Marcus, that that's fantastic, and and I love that. I love that you're just a uh, really a verbal surgeon, uh, just getting words and getting scoops like left and right here. Marcus, I'm trying to follow your path here. Um, I think it's very interesting. You know, from UMass to jail to Dayton to to UCLA. Uh, would you mind speaking on your path and, uh, how, how Marcus traveled down there, how you got the ins that you did?
3: Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately a lot of it, uh, I probably shouldn't discuss because I did some, uh, unscrupulous things to get some of these, uh, ends, so to speak, sure. um, that are, uh, grave sins. Um, You're pioneer. but, uh, yeah. yeah, but, uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's not what, you know, it's who you know and who you blow.
0: Th- thank you, Marcus. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we all have different Bob. philosophies. I mean, Marcus Bob. <laughs> I'm not gonna not going tell them how to live their life. You know, teach their own. Wow, uh, Andy.
1: <laughs> I mean, so I I really appreciate the Andy, fact that. Do you that, agree
0: with that statement, Andy?
1: I mean, from lack of experience, yes. Um, okay. But
0: you're more of who you plow with the dump truck thing.
1: I, I'm a big plower. That that is that was my nickname in high school.
3: Hardly know. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the whole uh, thing for everybody listening the it's not uh, who you know it's who you blow. How do you think these guys got me on this podcast?
1: <laughs>
0: MFW Magic work. from the top row. Of MFW Oh,
1: now, from the it, top, all right.
0: I think the thing that I respect about you the most, Marcus, is, is just your wide variety of topics. I mean. Anywhere from Mick Cronin, I mean, you cover sports, you cover, uh, you know, pop culture, Bob the tomato, you had a big in there, um, talking, calling Santa, I, and I quote, a fat fuck. Um, how are you getting? Well, all this <laughs> I, I wouldn't argue with you there. I, I think maybe we, we, we I need to talk about Santa. Um, if you wouldn't mind sticking around for a jackass topic, and that's just kind of shitting on Santa, if you'd like to. Um, but to. what's your philosophy there as far as just covering a wide array of topics here?
3: You know, uh, just trying to diversify my uh, portfolio. So, um, as I mentioned, a a convicted felon uh, doesn't get too many opportunities. So, you know, maybe, you know, once uh, my current employer finds out that I'm a convicted felon, um, then I'll probably have to find somewhere else so I could work for, um, you know, a a respected organization like uh, the New York Post or uh, TMZ or, uh, Or or, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, anything like that. So ESPN Plus would be a big one. So something like that, American uh, pest pest service. How how often do you how often are you keeping a job? Like let's say how
0: long's your average uh retention rate at at a at a certain uh occupation?
3: Uh, I'd say my average is uh probably about 2 weeks. Uh so <laughs> Until the background check comes in. Yeah, until yeah. the uh, background check comes in. So, uh, right now it's college basketball, and uh, two weeks from now, we'll see where we're at. Who's
0: currently employing you? Don't mind me asking, Marcus.
3: Yeah, so uh, my current uh, employer is uh, WKTY TV. So, that's who, uh, that's who I'm working for uh, for these next couple of weeks until uh, till the background check uh, comes in. <laughs> Got another so, one. Scanned so, another let,
1: one. Let me make this clear. Your employer does not know you are a convicted felon.
3: Correct. Uh, you know, no reason to uh, let them know that it's uh, really none of their business.
0: I don't think it is either. And I really hope that they have the integrity to, to give you a second chance, Marcus. I mean, you're really out here doing it for the people. And I would say you've done more good than bad. That's just my opinion.
3: I, I would agree. And, uh, you know, second chances are great. Uh, but I've learned from experience: sixth, seventh, and eighth chances are even better. I, I I
0: couldn't agree more. I think it's the sixth through ninth chances that are, are really that hot spot.
3: It's very nice,
0: very very much so, Marcus. Uh, my last question, and I can't speak for Andy here. Um, for all the kids out there that want to be the next Marcus Walters, um, can you help just kind of give some guidance and uh, some wisdom from all that you've you've experienced in your your uh, very very notorious journey?
3: Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, there's uh, two key things to remember. Um, Integrity, I would say, is the uh, first one. Um, And second, you know, just be truthful, be honest about things. You know, there's, especially during this time with the pandemic and the past election, there was just so much stuff on the Internet that was not true, not factual. And, you know, you'd get on Twitter, you'd see the things that said that this report's being argued by so and so and has not been found to be true. That's just that's just horrible. It just leaves a, a bad taste in people's mouths for journalism in general. So you know report the truth. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for your so service. Would
1: you say that character counts?
3: Oh character counts big time. Big time. Uh, big, big Bruce, Bruce Crow Crow guy. guy. Yeah. My
0: dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Andy any more questions for uh, for Marcus Walter he's a busy man.
1: I, I do appreciate um, you coming on with us. I, uh, so I understand you're busy, but my last question is: Do you have any scoop on uh, like you know Anthony Grant? You're you're you got the inside on Dayton. Where's it? Where's yes. his next stop next year?
3: Yeah. So uh, Anthony Grant uh, has reportedly been uh, hoping to coach uh, Wichita State. Um. So you know a team a team that's been to the Final Four. Uh, Fairly recently, within the last decade, um, so um, Wichita State's actually offered me a job, and uh, they know right. about the the felonies. So, um, you know, they I don't I care don't... about criminals. No, they encourage it. They encourage it. That they, they teach they teach misdemeanors as a, a major at WSU, and uh, so I'm likely going there. It's just uh, relocating. The family is going to be the hard part. But
0: are you a family man, Marcus?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: What kind of family of you got?
3: Uh, an undocumented one. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't you know. You got more. family all over the place, huh?
0: <laughs> Illegitimate oh, well. childs everywhere. You been farming, spreading seed?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been spreading <laughs> <laughs> seeds like uh, bear cats eating flowers.
0: <laughs> that boy be busting nuts like a squirrel. <laughs> Marcus, in, any beats that you're looking forward to, uh, to getting on here in the future? Like Who who are you tracking? Who would you, who's your dream cover right now?
3: I would say right now, you know, that's a tough question. I'm pretty happy covering uh, UCLA. Sure. Um, the, the University of uh, Cincinnati football would always be a, a big, mm-hmm. big, uh, big dream job of mine. You know, uh, I'm starting to kind of, you know, try to find some ends there. And I am definitely this uh, off offseason will be tracking uh, the uh, Luke Fickle situation. So um, I'll keep everyone up to date on that.
1: They, they're going to be some big jobs coming after Luke Fickle, like Coastal Carolina after their coach leaves from Michigan.
3: Liberty's um, a big one.
0: Massive.
1: BYU might be looking for a new coach. Absolutely. Would you or would you not tickle Fickle for a nickel?
3: I would uh, tickle Fickle's pickle for a nickel
1: with a little nickel.
3: Oh yeah.
0: This is this is
3: crazy. I'm a minute Marcus, man. man. The really
0: appreciate you. <laughs> I think Marcus, from a from an unbiased third party, who's taking the shootout and what's the score?
3: I would say uh Xavier's taking the shootout and uh I don't think it's gonna be close. I'm thinking probably around uh probably around 96 to 69.
1: Nice. The Marcus Baum has dropped. Marcus Baum.
0: Marcus, we appreciate your service. It was absolute joy and an honor to partake in uh what people are now calling Marcus 2020, MFW 2020. It's taken many names. you become a legend. Uh, thank you for all your service and everything you've done for us this weekend. Uh, we look forward to talking to you for Jackass Hour as we cancel Santa.
3: Let's do it. We don't care about the crosstown
0: stuff. It just it doesn't matter to us. Okay, it's the weekend. As promised, jackassery season. Our boy Marcus stuck around, which is awesome, Andy. I mean, his time is so bad. I can't imagine his DMs, his, his notifications right now.
1: He's got like, he's got 60 different teams to cover, a couple of different prisoners to cover, but yet he's making time for the Roll Blob podcast. He's super grateful for this Legends time.
0: I would love to go through his text and just see like, hey, I got a text from Bob the Tomato. I got a text from Mick Cronin. I, I mean, it's just insane, all, you know, all the things that he does. So Marcus, thanks for sticking with us, by the way.
3: Yeah, of course. You know, uh, there's not a whole lot you can do on house arrest. So <laughs> happy to be here.
1: So I'm sure the pandemic has, like, kind of helped you out with your coverage because everybody's remote. Now you don't have to travel to cover people. You can just do it via Zoom calls.
3: Oh, yeah. It's helped immensely. Great <laughs> time to be uh, through the pandemic. convicted felon. This
1: is oh, probably I'm, good I'm for I'm on you. top of the
3: world. <laughs> I Me and Patrick Mahomes are the only two people to have a good year this year. the <laughs> Walters is
1: a known coronavirus pandemic um, stan.
3: How many re- –
0: Order out against you marcus if you don't mind me asking
3: uh how many restraining orders mm-hmm. uh, well over 100 <laughs> i've only got seven you- oh, wow. i've only got 6.9 not to brag so
0: marcus we appreciate you sticking around here um so guys this is a long time coming it's 2020 i can't believe santa's still a thing um it, he's it's time to smoke out santa do we agree, boys? Uh, so that's what we're gonna do here on Jackass Hour. We are gonna smoke out Santa Claus. Num- reason number one, dude's a fat piece of shit. Per Marcus Wall. I, I understand.
1: Horses. I understand the the dad bod is in, but he's taking it to a different level. Like that is just that's just incur- encouraging obesity.
0: There's dad bod, grandpa bod, great grandpa bod. He's rocking great great grandpa bod. Too much. Too far. Too Santa. much.
3: Marcus he- thoughts. And it was uh, a misquote. Uh, he's a fat fuck, per ah, source. I
0: apologize. Per source, fat fuck. Thank you very much for clearing that oh, up for damn, me. Damn it. Now yes. I have to
3: mark this as, as, as
1: explicit. Fuck.
0: P-H or f? Ph. Okay, of course. Oh, damn.
1: Class. Damn fatty.
0: Class. So he's fat. So first of all, we're telling kids, yeah, it's cool to just eat 500 cookies in a night and drink everyone's milk and be a fucking creep and go down the chimney. Cool. Yeah. Let's just. Yeah. Let's just say obesity is cool to children. Let's
1: just, let's just encourage any junk food, food, like stealing people's milk. Like I, like I'm against taking milk from others, other people's mothers.
0: <laughs> like directly or.
3: <laughs> last time, uh, last time <laughs> I broke and entered into a house through a chimney and uh, demanded milk, I was locked up for five years. So. I don't see how some guy just can get away with it just because he has a a gray beard and is fat.
0: Thank thank you, Marcus. Saying what everyone's thinking. um, It's directly from the source, just like the milk products.
1: Point number two, the dude sits there and watches people sleep and decides whether they're naughty enough. (laughs) Now that's kinky.
0: Now, I mean, we all have a naughty list, but
3: why would the fuck would you have a nice list? Right.
1: We don't like nice here.
3: What's the point?
1: And he's like discouraging naughty.
3: Not only does he know when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. He's always watching. Imagine what he sees when you act like you're sleeping.
1: Wait, so does he see my wet
3: dreams? Oh, he sees it. And he likes it. (laughs) That's what but. gets you on the nice list. See, the nice list is actually the naughty list.
1: Oh, oh like oh. nice.
3: The, the nice naughty you are, the Santa. higher up on the nice list, you go. Her source. Her source. <laughs> wow, I, did
0: you spend time in the North Pole? Like, Did you go Dayton jail North Pole? Or, I,
3: my, I, was the, I was the Dayton mall, uh, mall Santa for, for a decade. Oh, until they found out your background. That's a big gig. That's where the background started. It was a 24-7 you... role play and uh, oh. I broke into a lot of houses in uh, the Dayton area, in the Miami Valley, they call it.
0: I heard you don't make head elf until about 490. Is that true?
3: There's a reason it's called head elf. <laughs> Jesus
1: so, so he likes some experienced.
0: Yes. I, I'm willing to say per sources yes. Okay. Per source, yes. Another reason Santa sucks. He just sits back there and whips these reindeer while they fucking use their magic and fly his fat ass around all the fucking time. You think he could at least lose some goddamn weight if they're going to fly your ass around all,
3: all goddamn night doing all the work? Without the reindeer, Santa would be nothing. That fat fuck would be stuck in the North <laughs> Pole all year long. You never hear people talk about... About Prancer and Dancer and Comet and Blitzen, or the other four. They're the most essential pieces of the operation. No
1: question about that. Can you name the other four?
0: He'll have to check his notes.
3: He'll have to check his notes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. They may have been them replaced. I, well, I think some of them are furloughed right now with just, uh, everything going on. So Really? That's, now, that's not been confirmed. That's just uh, just kind of it's a rumor. Okay, I have it's not confirmed, mail. but I will work on it.
0: I, I appreciate that. If you could do some digging for us, um, we, we would love to help you break that story. Uh, that, that's just fantastic stuff. Okay, and then Santa takes all the freaking credit.
1: Like, yeah, like, the They never talk about how, you know, Common and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen always, they make that, make it through the whole world in one night. It's always Santa does it all in one Not night. Not to
0: mention, he uses some some fucking reindeer's fucking lighted up nose. You can't bring a goddamn flashlight, you piece of shit. You can't put some goddamn headlights on the yeah. fucking sleigh. It what is 2020.
1: It doesn't have headlights. What an asshole.
0: What
3: it's years? animal abuse <laughs> times eight or nine if Rudolph's included.
1: Is Rudolph not? Why would Rudolph not be included? (laughs) Yeah, is is he? He's not included because he doesn't have a a black nose. He's all red nose.
3: They
0: didn't let him play the reindeer games, Andy. Exactly. They never
3: let poor Rudolph play any of the reindeer games. (laughs) You ever been to the reindeer games, Marcus? You know, I covered. uh, I covered the reindeer (laughs) games once. (laughs) What Um, kind of events are they? Are they running over there? It's very similar to the Kentucky Derby, um, except it's reindeer and uh, they fly, and uh, whichever, whichever reindeer is the fastest is the one that leads the sleigh on That's, Christmas you have, get some,
0: you have to get some footage one of these years, Marcus.
3: That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I can definitely work on it. Another, now,
1: do they allow you to stream those?
3: Uh, you know, the uh, streaming of the reindeer games uh, was not allowed. Uh, they said that, uh, you know, it could leak to uh, outside sources and it could be uh, an unfair advantage for some, but uh, yeah, no streaming for your stream. games. Yeah. Free the stream. Definitely free the stream.
0: Now let's say like there's like a, a reindeer, maybe that comes from like the South pole, you know what I mean? Up to the reindeer yeah. games uh, yeah. on one year term. Uh, do they make them wait? And, and if so, would they maybe grant a waiver to let them participate in the reindeer games or uh,
3: once they cross the equator, they are immediately eligible. And uh, you know, if, if, they made them ineligible, I think they would end up on the, uh, the naughty list. That's not good. It's bad. No, it's not. No, it's not with Andy. Source.
1: Yeah, I'm source. a proud member of the naughty list.
0: <laughs> Back that thing up, Andy. Uh, Marcus, um, I, I may be wrong, but I did a little research on you. Um, I heard that uh, covering the reindeer games was like a launching point in your career. Can you speak to why?
3: It it really was, you know, uh, the reindeer games, a huge event at the North Pole. Uh, yeah. it's, you know, right so there Super with Bowl? Christmas.
2: Okay. It, All right, it yeah. really
3: is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's huge. So the reindeer games, obviously anyone that's anybody's there and a huge launching point for me, you know, I'm a, a young journalist trying to cover the reindeer games and, uh, I meet an elf, very angry elf. Um, and we start talking and, uh, you know, I tell them, what I do and you know my long-term vision and stuff like that and uh you know I, I bend down and shake his hand and next thing you know I'm interviewing him about the Crosstown shootout uh, he's talking about Mick Cronin uh, he went from an elf to uh, the head coach of the UCLA Bruins so um everything kind of comes full circle so step one you know him step two you...
0: Shake exactly.
3: I thought exactly. you were going
0: somewhere else when you said when you said bend down and shake his hand. I thought you were going somewhere else, but I appreciate you keeping it classy. Um, yeah. Nothing else it, to expect.
3: It, it, it's because he's uh, a little uh, vertically challenged.
0: <laughs> Happens to the best of us. I'm horizontally challenged, so it's all good.
3: When
1: yeah, I lay down, I'm I vertically just challenged. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: <laughs> Any other gripes with Santa? I mean, other than like the obvious ones, he's a fat fuck and. No one even knows what the fuck his name is and he takes all the credit.
3: You know, I think, uh, it's been pretty evident just by talking to me, but I consider myself to be a man of faith and, uh, and the biggest thing is that
0: (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't thanked God yet for being on this podcast. (laughs) If I'm being completely honest with you,
3: that's, that's, you know, I don't like to bring religion into, into my work, but, (laughs) but, uh, I consider myself to be, uh, a man of faith. And I don't know if I'll put this headset on again, but, (laughs) but Santa Claus has replaced Jesus, Jesus Christ as the icon of Christmas. When, when will Christmas stop being about Santa and be more about Jesus? It's not Santa's birthday. Santa doesn't even have a birthday. (laughs) He's a fat fuck. Jesus. (laughs) It's Jesus's birthday. Is it called Santa miss? No, it's called
0: Christmas. Moss Christ, the love of Pete. Marcus fucking Walters dropping bombs telling people what they need to fucking hear. I love it, Marcus. Sorry for getting hyped there, Marcus.
3: Wake up, sheeple.
0: (laughs) So, Marcus, uh, anyone out there that you would like to either know or blow here in the near future?
3: In the near future, uh, Joe Biden. (laughs) Hashtag blow Biden. I would. I'd love to cover uh, just Joe Biden and the <laughs> Co- inauguration. Cover and,
0: literally or or figuratively? Uh, a
3: little bit of both.
1: Okay, fair
3: enough. I was gonna tweet that,
1: but I don't think I can.
0: <laughs> Why not, Andy? Like with all the stuff that you tweet, like you can't tweet that.
1: Uh, you know what? <laughs> I should be able to tweet blow Biden.
0: <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> uh, it sh- hopefully, it goes more viral than Marcus Walters' tweet about Mick Cronin. <laughs> I wonder if we can it's get Xavier out. basketball. Is Xavier basketball a cat burner now? Or?
3: I, th- I oh, think yeah. it has to be.
0: <laughs> I think without
3: question. They're in the You club. saw the flow chart. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course.
0: Marcus, man, we really appreciate you coming on. We really appreciate you waking up the sheeple with Santa Claus. I'm sick of it. Um, we're over, Santa. We're over it. It's 2020. Let's wake up and uh, put Jesus in the sleigh. I'm going to say it. Exactly.
1: Slay Jesus.
0: Slay that is uh, a bold strategy Andy. Uh, I think that already happened, but, uh, <laughs> but okay. I don't know if you've ever read the Bible, uh, <laughs> but okay. Uh, with that, I say we put a you know, we wrap this thing up. Uh,
3: oh, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's that's Merry Christmas here. to all and to all a good night.